old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circuit Survivor and Circa Millions contest. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details at CircaSports.com. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal! Football. Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. If you're wondering who you're listening to, this is J Mark. You can find me on Twitter at J Mark Football. Before I get going, so that we can talk about keepers and contracts, I got to bring in my host on the pod and in life, my co host in life. That's right. You can find her on Twitter at J Mark's Wifey. That's right. She is my wifey, and she was going to say that I was cutting this too. Um, short for her intro. She wanted a longer intro. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the only TDs in some leagues, the best TDs in others, the the wonder at fantasy football, the female phenomena, Miranda. You can call her Murmur. How you doing today? Oh my god, I'm just dying. You left me speechless, <laughs> Justin. For any of our listeners, I was just giving him crap before the show because my intro, like he just rushes bringing me to the show. And this is like our one year with the show episode, basically, pretty much. And just thinking back to how maybe you used to introduce me, I feel like mm, I don't get as much. Yeah, my co-host, my partner in life. Miranda, you can call her Mur, and let's get going. She had no examples of how I used to bring her in, so I feel like this is a uh, complaint I, just to I complain. Am, I'm done complaining. <laughs> you have embarrassed me. Let's continue. <laughs> I bring in quickly because I'm always so excited to get into I know, our topics. you bring a lot of energy right That's away. All. It's great. It's great. And today we're talking keepers. We are. You made my eyes water. Yeah, Thank you, you. look like you're crying over there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, the female phenomenon. <laughs> Stop. We're done. <laughs> no, it's been about a year. A year on July twentieth, twenty twenty two. We mm-hmm. launched. That was our first official episode, which is crazy because we it, have made it almost a full year here. We will be recording on Thursday, but it'll be a special guest episode. So make sure you check back with us later this week. But we're technically like celebrating our one year episode today because we're drinking whiskey today. We are drinking whiskey today. We might be drinking whiskey then too. Though. We might. Don't sell ourselves short. Well, we won't. We might not be doing the full official whiskey right, review. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Um, no, it's been a hell of a ride for a year. Looking forward to another year and then some and just keep on pushing through, you know. You still look like you're trying not to crack up over there. Are you okay? I'm okay. You're 50 shades of red. Um, Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. You thought I was going to say gray. No, I didn't. But <laughs> you always bring Fifty Shades into something, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> like I said, we're talking keepers today. 
Are you pumped to talk keepers? Oh, I am ready. And oh, I'm going to do something we haven't done on the show before because we kind of talked preseason last year. When we started, we kind of went over auction leagues. We went over how to win your auction league with what are our Ten Commandments of auction fantasy football was back then. We've gone over some of this stuff on keepers and picking your keepers with your $200 auction budget, which is pretty standard. Yeah. Some leagues have more. I wouldn't think leagues would have less, but it could happen. And I don't know. I'm, I'm going to bring in an actual league example of mine. I'm not going to name the league, but I'm going to break it down and tell our listeners who I'm going to keep. I'm going to name the league you're talking about. You are sworn to secrecy. By who? I am forcing you to swear to secrecy. <laughs> we're not doing that. Somebody in that league will be listening to us and realize, oh, hey. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. No, we're going to talk about not just keepers, but how to determine who you're keeping. Kind of mm-hmm. our process with all that. Strategies. Yeah. I'm going to my thought process, which I'll have to trim back because I overthink things. So no, we're going to have to. Not you. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. And we got a lot coming up still. I know that the season is quickly approaching, but uh, we got plenty of football. We got plenty of whiskey stuff coming up. We got Luke from Ace Spirits going to be on Thursday. He's the one that sponsored our giveaway. Our last June month. giveaway. Yeah. Uh, we're thinking about Foundry Part Two once we get uh, time nailed down with them. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to Tenth Mountain, um, go last back because that was, it was fun. It was fun. It was extremely like interesting. The whole history of 10th Mountain Whiskey, how the name was chosen, how he got started. I feel like every distiller or not even distiller, like whiskey blender, anyone in the distilling industry with a distillery that we've brought on the show has had a very different background or how they got on the path that they're on. And I feel like every time we learn something new, it's an interesting story. I really liked yeah. Um, bringing Ryan on from 10th Mountain. Absolutely. It was a really good time. And I feel bad we didn't know, but Rod Via Gomez was in the 10th Mountain division. Mm-hmm. If you are not familiar with Rod, go check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, the F1 Gambling Podcast, and all his other great work. And, and I feel even like, how do we not know this stuff? But it just doesn't come up or we don't ask these kinds of questions. But my uncle Brent was in the Marines and he... He served with like seven different, he was telling me seven different. But he served alongside 10th Mountain. Yeah, and he can wear any patch he wants. And that 10th Mountain is the patch that he chooses to wear. He said it's the most badass and most respected. So Mm -hmm. um, I was looking on 10th Mountain's website again because we're thinking about ordering some. And they have a rye that's the home base camp rye. And if you buy that now, some of those proceeds or the proceeds from it go directly to a military cause. So... Mm -hmm. If you want to help out, do that. Uh, you know, I said we got plenty of whiskey stuff. We got a lot of fantasy football stuff, too, getting you ready for your drafts, especially auction drafts. And next week... We're already going to have to start breaking it down by position. Yes. We're going to start with quarterbacks next week. Right. And if you were with us last year, you know that we just took the top 10 quarterback dollar amounts-wise and said whether we'd pay that or not. We've basically already done that with our division previews. We have, because we went into such detail with those division previews, and I think, I hope it helped our listeners, but I know that it helped me. Like, I took so much (laughs) away from those. I was like, oh, I've never thought about this before. I am viewing drafting this year totally differently. We always say we hope we helped at least one person. (laughs) We do not expect that one person to be us, but that's okay. No, but um, I'm bringing my own top 10. Yeah, 
That's what we're going to do. We're going to make our own top 10. And it's not just going to be like, oh, I think Patrick Mahomes is the top quarterback. It's, is Patrick Mahomes still your top quarterback if you have to pay $46 for him, which is his going rate Mm -mm. right now? So that's what's going to make it And you all know how I budget. (laughs) Yeah. So that's going to make it very, very interesting. Before we continue, if you want to gamble all year, or at least get started the NFL season right, go over to Circa Sports. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back. $14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. Circa Millions is just five NFL picks against the spread each week. The Circa Survivor is just a different money line winner each week. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast is actually going to be out there the last weekend in August. Go hang out with Sean and Ryan. CircaSports.com for all the details. CircaSports.com. Miranda, I think if we won that, we would redo our bar quickly and Mm -hmm. stock it with a lot of whiskey for our friends and family to come drink and fans. I mean, why not come hang out at our bar? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Justin's inviting the entire country to come drink with us at our house. (laughs) The whole listening base. Come hang out at the bar. All right. Um, Speaking of August. Yeah. August, the second weekend in August. Right? Is that when it is? Yeah. Already? Second weekend. We will be at the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. And that is a Friday through Sunday event. You can get passes. I think passes are 95. I think for the, the whole three days, it's mm-hmm. 95. For just Saturday and Sunday, it's 75, I believe. Yes. But we will be there um, with SGPN and our other fantasy football podcasts yeah whether dynasty is your thing best ball defensive yeah uh we'll all be there we'll have reps all over i think it's time yeah we start letting everybody know we're gonna be at the fantasy football expo this year and it is coming up really fast it is less than a month away it is and if it's something that you want to go to and you're on the fence you're like well it's not that long of a drive but i don't know if i want to buy the ticket we are going to be giving a free pass away so stay tuned for those details Yes, they will be coming. Speaking of August, and uh, the first week in August, we're going to go visit Keeper's Heart. We are. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, we did find out that Kate that we had on will not be there. She's actually going to be in Iowa, so that's kind of funny. We're just swapping places. Right, yeah. She'll be doing Old Fashioned Football Podcast, and we'll be up there (laughs) distilling with... No, that's not how it's going to work. But we had a listener league last year we're going to have a listener league this year and keeper's heart has promised or has pledged sorry not promise has pledged to sponsor it so the winner will get a free bottle sent to them from directly from keeper's heart so that's pretty cool yeah we i'm are excited. excited yeah very the, excited the keeper's heart league and Miranda, well, we'll see how this goes, but you and I might have to be on the same team. i think this year yes last year we did it separately we were hosting the prize, but I think with this, like we're in, el- we're not eligible. We're totally going to be drafting, but I think we have an old fashioned football team. There will be less arguing between us that way. <laughs> well, there'll probably be more. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> there might be more. <laughs> Stop bidding on that guy. <laughs> I'll have good. No, I, I did the mouse. I will be in charge of the mouse. <laughs> We will be drafting from the computer, not our cell phones, and I will be in charge of the mouse. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Um, and if we do kick your guys' asses, the bottle will go to second place. Yes. So there's will not that. be eligible to win, even though I'd love to have another bottle of Keeper's Hearts. Right. I know. I guess where I was going with that, I kind of put the cart in front of the horse, but 
We are going to be at SGPN is hosting Friday night's party. And we just kind of had some talks, more details to come, but there will be a whiskey tasting table with old fashioned football. At the fantasy football expo. At the party Friday Friday night. night. So come get some whiskey. Before we keep going, speaking of whiskey, what are we drinking today? We are just rambling and rambling. There's just so much. Okay. (laughs) We, since this is like our tribute to our one year with the show, if you've been with us since day one, our first whiskey we reviewed was one of my favorites, still is one of my favorites, though I've narrowed it down even further for what my favorite is. We started out our show reviewing Jefferson's Oceans Aged at Sea, Voyage Number 23, and I say Voyage Number 23 because that is a specific voyage, and it's very important to me because that has been my favorite. We've tried others on the show since then. 23 is the voyage for me. Yeah, no, this is definitely something I I know I said it on our original show that I thought it was gimmicky, but after tasting we tried ones that have been on different voyages, there is a mm-hmm. distinct difference. We tried 28. Rye is completely different, but yeah. we tried the rye, but 28 was so different from 23. Yeah. I think a we've lot. tried 26 somewhere. We tried one other. It was 26. Yeah. And yeah, they're all different. So, Voyage 23, if you can still get your hands on a bottle of that, I wonder how snooty we seem if we go to a bar and we're like, I see you have Jefferson's Ocean Age at sea. Can you tell me what voyage it is before I order? (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be like, these fucking people. (laughs) I know, right? But anyway, we are drinking Jefferson's very small batch, which I have never had before. I just went straight to the fancier stuff. I didn't realize you'd not had this before. No, I don't think I've had very small batch before. I have. When did you have it? I believe I tried my parents. (gasps) I might have tried that. I think you did. This was before our podcast days. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I haven't tried so, it in yeah. a long time since I've been a very big whiskey and yeah. bourbon drinker. Enthusiast. Enthusiast. Let's get to some <laughs> of this news because a lot happened, it seems like, since our last podcast, doesn't it? It does. I feel like just a lot of stuff went down this week. Now, part of that was because players had to either get mm-hmm. an extension or play on their franchise tag by the deadline today. That was part of the, why this news happened. But. Yeah. So Saquon Barkley does not get a long-term deal. He will play on franchise tag. There is a real possibility he holds out at least from camp. And I just, I got to ask you, does this make you hesitant? Now I've seen a lot of, it's hard to, to know what rumors are true, which is just smoke and fire, but I've seen stuff that him sitting out week one is a real possibility. So, yeah, I think I am a little hesitant, or at least if I'm drafting him, I'm drafting as the rookie Eric Gray that they drafted as a backup, just to make sure. You're going to get your handcuff. And like we talked about last (laughs) (laughs) episode, don't nominate your handcuff right after you draft your main guy. Yeah, I don't know. Like right now, so we've been talking about players based on their rankings last year, but the 2023 projections... Yeah. For ranking has Saquon Barkley at seven and that you're going to be paying big money for. Yeah, absolutely. To not know what's going to happen with his holdout. It makes me a little nervous. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to drop $50 on a guy that ends up levy on belling and sitting out, you know, no. the whole year. What about the other running back? Cause there was some other running back news going on. Yes. Joe Mixon. Yeah. If you're, we heard about him. He took 
a new restructured deal which involved him taking a pay cut to ensure that he stays with the Bengals. Do you think that this boosts his value? Does the team want to reward him for being team friendly? I can't imagine like you hear all these guys holding out and here he actually took a pay cut to stay with his team. Yeah. Now there's several storylines kind of look into behind this. He, he does have a little aggravated assault thing, I guess, that's going on. But yeah, to me, I think it's a big deal. If a guy says, hey, I want to make this work for you guys so that I stay on this team because I know we got a good thing going like that's a big deal and I think they're going to want to you know make sure he gets to contribute right Mm -hmm. and Uh, he's still he's ranked pretty high up there I mean Saquon Barkley at seven and Joe Mixon 14 yeah with this year's projections I've I think I feel better about paying what Mixon's price is going to be versus Barkley's right now Mm-hmm. especially because, I mean, the Bengals are a high-powered offense. You know he's going to get touches. He's going to be have red zone opportunities. Like, they're going to move the ball. An interesting one, Evan Engram got a three-year, $41.25 million contract. Murr, last year on our tight end episode, you gave him out as a budget tight end, a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's still going to be a budget tight end now that he's got this three-year extension, or – are people buying into this Jaguars offense and they're probably going to pay more than the dollar that he was last year? I can tell you people are going to pay more than the dollar he was last year. I think so too. I think so too. He's somebody I'm going to be talking about later on in the show. He's somebody I'm going to be talking about later on in the show. Oh. (laughs) And (laughs) last, DeAndre Hopkins signed with the Titans. This is the biggest news probably. Yeah. Now Hopkins, when he's healthy... He's one of the better receivers, mm-hmm. and I think he holds value anyways. But does this quarterback situation concern us? I mean, Tannehill. I, it's Tannehill, but yeah. they drafted Will Levis. Yeah, and Tannehill was pulled from games last year, benched for uh, Malik Willis, Josh Dobbs. Like, is Tannehill on his way out? Is this Levis's team? I think so. I think they're definitely getting ready to be rid of him. Yeah. How soon? I don't know. You see these teams that get these rookie quarterbacks and they get them in pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, I think back to like Mitch Trubisky. We started him way too soon. Yeah. But Mitch Trubisky is not Will Levis. (laughs) No, he's much better. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And it's a two two year deal for Hopkins. So um, be that whatever it is, you know, I. I don't know if it matters. Hopkins is a beast, and I still think he's going to get targets no matter who the mm-hmm. quarterback is. And the offense, or the defense, sorry, has to focus on stopping Derrick Henry. So I think Hopkins, I think this is good news. I, I could have been better. He could have landed on, like, the Chiefs, but he didn't. So Well, I can tell you this Titans offense needed somebody like DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Because when we talked about the Titans and we broke down their team when we did the AFC South division, they have, we talked about Traylon Burks, which yeah. I'm not, yeah, Traylon <laughs> Burks. Then Nick Westbrook Ikini. Yeah. Yeah, who are, like, these are not going to be wide receivers you're going to be targeting. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, on the other hand, right. is a lot more exciting and flashy than who they currently have. A lot of people were a little bit hype on tight end Chigazium Maconquo. Mm-hmm. Um, this has to affect him at some, but. I don't think it's too much of a negative effect because the defense now, they know they have to focus on Hopkins as mm-hmm. far as stopping a, a yeah, receiver. And I don't know if I'm really, I'm not super high on their tight end. Honestly, he, he ended with 65.2 fantasy points. Yeah. 
two well, yeah. top five finishes, I guess. There was that. But he's still ranked 24th, which is nothing. It's not fantasy relevant. Mm-hmm. I, I guess there's the assumption that he would improve, like, you know, right, see more yeah. time. I just, I don't know. He's not a tight end I'm targeting this year. Maybe I'll yeah. be proven wrong. Maybe. Maybe we'll be talking about him on the waiver wires. <laughs> but there's that. All right. Well, hey, what if somebody doesn't want to worry about their keepers? They just want to dra- draft a best ball lineup. Where can they do that, Miranda? They can do that over on Underdog Fantasy because Best Ball Mania 4 is here and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. There are so many ways to win over on Underdog and Underdog is available in so many states. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Now, I don't know if they had this last year. If they did, I missed it. But this year, you can do season-long prop bets for rivals, so basically matchups. So like, will Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry have more rushing touchdowns? Underdog Fantasy is allowing that you can pick up to five and parlay them all together. Mm-hmm. If you parlay them all and you hit all five, it's 20 times your money. So a $10 bet will get you 200 Little shameless plug, I just put out an article today, Underdog Rivals Running Back Matchups. Go check it out and uh, see who you might like for those running backs. This is Jim Miller, former Chicago Bears quarterback. Now, back to old-fashioned football. It's not a shameless plug because... You, if you actually put money on the stuff that you say to, you would do very well, Justin. Especially in CFL, apparently. I am on a CFL heater this year. You know what you're talking about. If you haven't read Justin's articles and taken his advice, you probably should. Well, thank you. You're sucking up for some reason. I'm sure I will find out. Do I need to take the trash out? <laughs> it's load the dishwasher, isn't it? I no, it. you cannot. You, I do not want you to load the dishwasher. You guys heard it. Proof. I am not allowed to load the dishwasher. No, I don't have to. Because men suck at loading the dishwasher. <laughs> Every time I owe nothing. That's sexist. I shouldn't say nothing. Because I that's too extreme. Throwing all but men I in one category. Extremely dislike just in the morning. Which in the morning after I guess I've finished my coffee, but I'm really like, you know, taking my the, coffee the cup morning to the after kitchen. What? <laughs> after I've had my coffee. Oh, okay. Just stop. Words are just flowing, Justin. They're just coming out. <laughs> and She's I'm not angry. thinking. I go to put my coffee cup in the dishwasher. Or I go to put my lunch plate in the dishwasher. And I open it after you very thoughtfully loaded the dishwasher. And I have to take everything out of the fucking dishwasher and reload it because you didn't put things in there correctly. You know what's hilarious? I'm almost positive we've had this same conversation on the pod before. I don't think we have. I think last year in the preseason we did. I specifically remember it. I don't know. I'll go back and check for you. You go back and check, yes. Justin. And you still don't, you still <laughs> are very thoughtful and like, oh, I'll just get these in. If you loaded the dishwasher and started it, and then I don't have to be like, oh, there's dirt, like I have a dirty dish that needs to go in the dishwasher. And I open a dishwasher of clean dishes. That's a very different I run emotion or reaction out of me than, whoa, whoa. oh my God, who loaded this dishwasher? My husband loaded this dishwasher because no other person would load the dishwasher like this in this house. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, I'm the only other person in this I house. Know. But um, I run it when it's full. I run it when it's full. 
Um, <laughs> let's get, move on from the dishwashers and talk about keepers. So whether you're in a contract league or just a regular keeper league, how do you go? How, where do you start? Why don't you, we just start there? Where do you start for determining who you're going to keep? I guess for me, the first thing I do, I look at all the, obviously look at all the players and I immediately like take out all the irrelevant players because there's always somebody like the 49ers players. <laughs> no. There's always somebody Nick. who not, and I'm not talking irrelevant as in your contracts expired or anything like that. Like that should already, depending on your league manager should come over to you as here are the ones players where their contracts have expired. Here are the players that, you know, you've dropped from the team. Yeah. And here are the players that are still on contract with how many years they have left and the dollar amount. Um, but from the people I'm deciding if I'm going to contract them, I weed out irrelevant players that like I might have had as like a backup to somebody towards the end of the season. If I didn't already drop them, I try to drop those players in advance. And then I look at the low dollar players and kind of start thinking like see who I got for really good values. Yeah. And I leave those alone. I look at the very high dollar players and – also kind of I when I'm doing this I this is like really jumbled I'm just trying to explain my thought process here <laughs> I look at who I already have contracted and how where I'm needing like where I'm weak on my right. team yeah where I need like a running back or if I need wide receiver help but that only plays a small part of it because I will go for value over a need because you can make up that need in the draft. So I'm just going to back up real quick here. Mm -hmm. Remove anybody that's, there's no way you would consider keeping irrelevant. Them, you know? Like if yeah. they're ranked, like they're way out there, 89th, cause they were a backup and you had them on the team because yeah. of an injury bench player or something. And they're not even on the team. I pay attention to mark down. Who's a free agent. Yeah. Pay attention to that. If they're not even on a team, because I have a couple free agents on one of my rosters right now. Because they didn't get – like, they're a free agent now. Yeah. So, look at irrelevance. Then you do kind of talk about your needs, but you mainly look at values. Whether it be who's my top mm -hmm. dollar guys or who my yeah. – my And one example, too, are. of irrelevant, there were 64 – no, I lied. It was something 64? like that. Yeah. Yeah. 64 quarterbacks that, that made played – start. Yeah. Or started last season. That is – double the amount of teams like so right. the chances are right now you might have an irrelevant quarterback in your roster right yeah so for me i mean yeah the the drop the irrelevant players or mm -hmm. don't even consider them that's that's definitely something to do then i look at like who are my big names and are they at a price that i would even mm -hmm. consider keeping them now sometimes like i remember last year 55 dollars derrick henry you had him. Or maybe it was six. No, it was mm -hmm. 55, wasn't it? Anyways, it's like... It was you 55. Could, 55. It's like you could keep him for that, or you could drop him and try to draft him again, but you're probably going to have to pay at least that. One, one thing Anyways. that is information that should be available to you, you don't get to know who everybody else is keeping before keepers are due, but you can see who's already contracted. Yeah. So if you're like, if this is a first time league, your keepers are, comp it's a different thing to think about. If it's a league that you've been in for years, 
you need to look at who's contracted before you decide to drop a top 10 running back, a top 10 wide receiver. Right. Unless you way overpaid for them, it's worth getting a sh- having a shot at getting him for lower. Yeah. I've done that before. I was like, well, he's valued at 60 and I paid 65 for him. I'm not going to keep him because I don't know. There's a chance. You know, I've yeah. done that before to see if I could get him lower. Saquon Barkley. Big name. Mm-hmm. One we just talked about. Yep. Say you got him for 30 bucks. You keeping him? You're taking the risk for because it's just 30 bucks? I would keep him for 30 bucks. That's yeah. a huge value. Yeah. Right. So those are th- that I mean that's kind of a way to approach it. Mm-hmm. Let's see who my big name is. And I like to look at it like I'll look at my players and then I'll see what they're projected to go for. Because if they're projected for fifty dollars or whatever, what's mm-hmm. Saquon projected at? Fifty four. For fifty four and you, and got, you got him at thirty, you're crazy for not keeping him. All right. I guess I'll mark him on my keepers then. <laughs> and it also matters. So there's different things. The the league I'm gonna break down here and go through and tell our listeners who I'm keeping out of that and why and who I'm not keeping and why it also depends on some leagues have a max on keepers every yeah. year. Yeah. Some leagues, like I think one of ours, you can keep up to three every year yes. for a max of three years. That's Nick's league. Mm-hmm. In ours, you can keep up to five yep. for a max of three years. The league I'm going to go over with you right now is unlimited keepers. Yeah. And I love it. You just have to <laughs> be able reason. to fit it in your budget. You have to budget it out. And it's kind of a clean slate for me because all my contracts expired last year that I had. Okay. Um, I had contracts. Yeah. They expired last year. So I have no one contracted right now. Right. On my team. And just with the way that fantasy football went last year, I'm really excited about this roster. And I think it's going to be just a good one to break down. Now. Uh, just a couple other questions that kind of popped in my head. Do you consider their age? Will you not keep a old guy, but you'll take a risk keeping a young guy, even if he hasn't yes. produced yet? Yeah, absolutely. I think you have to take into effect, like where, like take into consideration where they're at in their career. Yeah. Um, and I think not necessarily like oh, their career. You know, if they're going to be relevant this year. That's where I might contract somebody for one year yeah. because I don't know what their future holds for them. Right. A young guy who has a lot of talent, I might go a couple years Risk or taking three a couple years, yeah. Because I know like whether he stays on the team, he's you know, I can't I don't have an example right off hand. But um How about yes. let's say uh the how you rank the team's offense. So let me just give an example here. Let's say you we talked about Traylon Burks for the Titans. Mm-hmm. Younger guy and you have him for three bucks, but it's the Titans. Now, Tyler Boyd, you have him on for the Bengals for $5, but you know that Bengals offense is good. Would you consider, you'd probably consider taking Boyd over if you're going to keep one, let's say. If I, okay, I know, my you're not honest, keeping either of them, right? My honest <laughs> answer here is I'm not keeping either. And if I need to get him as a flyer, I can get him for those low dollars later in my draft. And I'd rather try to get other players. But if you had to choose, if I had to choose, even though Boyd's older, would you take the high-powered offense? Y- yes, because I, I don't. They just draft. They just signed DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, no, I agree. I assumed, <laughs> but it was the the first example that popped into my noggin. I guess. <laughs> 
so for the different contract leagues, you mentioned how some are three, five. Mm-hmm. Or does your prep change or does your approach change based on how many players you can keep? I oh, Just to be honest, when we have maxes, if I had a good team and I had good value... You're gonna keep I'm going to keep as many as I can if it makes sense. I have had years where it didn't make sense for me to keep more than two players, but I could have kept up to five. It depends on my team. Yeah. Well, how do you approach the amount of years you keep them? So say they're in a league like ours where you can keep players for multiple years. Mm-hmm. What, what goes into that? I feel like I'm interviewing you. This is yeah, fun. I know. This is like, jeez. Um, Put you so on the intense. spot. <laughs> I'm in the hot seat. That's right. That depends on many things, Justin. Because in the contracts, usually in keeper leagues, the second year, it's like $5 more. The third year, it's $5 more. It adds $5 Each every year. year. Yeah. So the end budget for that player has to make sense. Right. I have to have enough value in where I got, where I drafted them at originally and they have to be young and talented and like promising career ahead of them for fantasy relevance for me to go the max years or keep from longer. And like I said, if I, I will keep like if I spent I've done it before, if I spent seventy two dollars on a player and they are like the number one, number two in their position, I will keep them one year. I won't yeah. go longer because it's just too much money to have like out of your budget. Right. Um, now, age, yeah, it just depends on where they're at in their career and the dollar amount that I got them for. Yeah, a 34-year-old. I'm you not going to overpay for a player. Yeah, if a 34-year-old, you probably don't want to contract them for three years unless it's some freak of nature that you know is going to continue to be good. But a 24-year-old, you might, you know. I think age plays a lot mm-hmm. into me with how many, how long I contract them. Um if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, if you're like, what are these guys saying? <laughs> they, because it's not dynasty and it's not just like, oh, it's a snake round. My eighth round keeper is going to take my sixth mm-hmm. round pick or whatever. It's completely different in an auction contract league. And if I highly encourage you try it because it's it is fun. Yeah. It adds another layer to fantasy football, another layer to the strategy. And if you don't know how to get started, hit us up because we've done it for plenty of years now that we can help you set your league up, help you kind of write your rules or whatever. I mean, we can just share some of our mm-hmm. rules if you want. Um, but yeah, it, it is a lot of fun. Let's go over a little examples here because I know you uh, You have a whole sheet there in front of you, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to get my, my, I had to get certain stats down. And this is for the league that, just kidding. No, this is an unnamed league, but uh, it's, it's keeper contract review time right now. Yeah. And this is a league that I've been looking at and making my decisions on. And like I said, I have nobody contracted. All my contracts expired. We're going to start at the quarterback position for this league. I have currently on my roster Joe Burrow and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is one of those irrelevant <laughs> players who I don't even have to consider for this. Right. He's out. Like yeah. I don't even have to look at him. Done. He's a free agent right now. He is not relevant in yeah. fantasy. Joe Burrow, however, is currently a sleeper, has him valued at $28. He finished fourth for quarterbacks last year. And he is projected to be ranked fifth. Downhill I mean, slide. <laughs> barely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So 
that okay so uh, this also tells you what i'm looking at i'm looking at like how they did last year how what with the end of the season yeah. what they're projected to considering i consider strength of schedule a little bit mm-hmm. on some positions he's valued at 28 dollars. we all know i'm not spending 28 dollars on a quarterback right how much did you spend on him? i spent eight dollars on him last Ooh, year that's a good deal i'm keeping him him this is in like <laughs> stop it did i really stop i'm keeping him <laughs> anyway, like I said, this is my league where it's unlimited. Yes. Which is exciting. All right. So you got Bur- Burrow as your quarterback locked mm-hmm. up. Yep. $8. How many years? I would probably go two years on him. That's it? I'm not going to go three because three would mean spending $18 on a quarterback my third year. And yeah. I will not spend $18 on him. I'm Be- not doing it. And. Because the first year that you contract them, they're that same draft price. Yeah. yeah. So the first year of the contract this year, I'm paying $8 for him. Next year, for 13. my second year yeah. of the contract, he'll be 13 I would still pay $13 for Joe Burrow probably next year. He's projected $28. you are not going to spend 18 for him? In three three seasons, we don't know where he'll be. Smoking Joe. Come on. It is. But... I'm not. I'm just not doing it. I don't want to spend $18. That's not how I budget my... All right. It's just not how I'm doing it. Now, let's take a look at my running backs. Now, remember, like, I have contracts that expired. I dropped people from the team, so I don't have a full roster here to work with. But I have Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Jamal Williams, and Khalil Herbert. Now, Najee is currently valued at $33.00. He finished 14th, and he's actually projected 12th in 2023. Mm-hmm. But I drafted him at $49. <laughs> and he's projected what again? 33. 33. That's, it's just not, there's not value there. I drafted him at 49 last year thinking he was going to be way better than, I mean, he still finished 14th, but yeah, he, he wasn't higher. $50 he yeah. wasn't a $50 running back. There were higher expectations. No. there's. It does not make any sense for me to keep him at $49. I don't have to look at him anymore. Like, I'm crossing <laughs> that off. All right. If I have a player that I drafted way higher than their current value, it does not make sense for me to keep them. And I usually stay away from that. It would have to be a tight end situation. Like makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Makes Travis sense. Kelsey situation, yeah. which I don't have on this. Josh Jacobs is valued at $44. He finished third, and he is projected to finish seventh. I drafted Josh Jacobs for $23 last year. I'm keeping 23. him. Mm-hmm. Do you have concerns, since he did not get a contract, that he will also hold out? At this time, no. And the Raiders need him. Mm-hmm. Even though they've got Jimmy G, but we know the Raiders need their running back. I think that there's a lot of value there. I have him so far. I have him like at half his value. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd keep him two years. I don't know. I don't know. That that mo- is something I have to think about. I know who my keepers are. I'm still a little bit debating on the years. Well, without a uh, contract, he might not it's, be a Raider in two years. So there's that to consider. I, but he's he's been a good. Yeah, no, back. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then I have to talk about Jamal Williams. <laughs> he is valued at th- only three dollars. He finished eighth last season. Granted, he was with the Lions. He's now on the Saints. Yeah. I still think the Saints are going to use him. 
I think he's going to do better than they're projecting because they're projecting him at 39th for 2023. So you're banking that Kamara maybe gets suspended. I don't know, but it's. I think that Jamal Williams is going to do better, whether Kamara's is suspended or not. I think he's going to do better than 39th. Yeah. I think he's going to regress from last year for sure. I don't know. He's not going to finish third. Right. Not being on a, the Lions who needed to rely on the run so much. He finished third? I thought he was eighth for some reason. Oh, no. He finished eighth. Josh okay. Jacobs finished third. All right. That makes more sense. I wrote this down, and <laughs> I'm barely glancing over there. Yeah. He finished eighth. Well, you confused me for a second. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be top 10, but he's going to finish close outside of that. Oh, Possibly. Writing it down. No. Don't write that down. I just think he's going to finish much higher than 39th. <laughs> top 20. Top 20. Okay. I think he's going to finish top 20. So he's valued at $3, and coincidentally, I drafted him at $3. I am keeping him. I'm going to say outside the top 20, just to go against you. Yeah, and you wrote that down? wrote it down, yep. We got to revisit these bets. Khalil Herbert, valued at a dollar currently, finished 39th last season, and he's projected to actually finish 35th. I mean, I I don't see his role changing. I Who knows what they're doing with Don Foreman, Roshan Johnson, and mm-hmm. Khalil Herbert. Yeah, I, I don't know. But anyway, it's too many. I don't know. This is one like a dollar to have a dollar for Khalil Herbert. That might be worth it for it, a buck. It might be like that would be like a flyer. And we all know the way I budget. I'm going to end up having to take dollar players. Sure, yeah. And I wouldn't be mad if Khalil Herbert was one of them. Makes sense. So I might be keeping Khalil Herbert at a dollar. Yeah. We'll let you know, save some of your budget because I know what league you're talking about. And Travis Kelsey's contract expired. It did, but... Just wait, Justin. Okay. Just okay. wait. All right. But wait, there's more. There's more. Let's move on to my wide receivers, which are not as impressive. I have Jahan Dotson, Matt Collins, Chris Olave, Chris Godwin, De- DeAndre Hopkins, hey. and Nicole Hardman. So, Chris Olave. He's an, well, yes, he's an obvious keeper. He's valued at $21, finished 25th last year, projected to finish 12th. He was drafted by me for four dollars nice that's some good value it's a, a, that's a multi-year keeper right there for four dollars for chris Olave. Jahan dotson <laughs> you know who i got for four dollars josh jacobs backup zamir white i think you got a better deal <laughs> i think so um Jahan dotson i drafted him for five he's valued at th- he's just not somebody i'm keeping dotson went more than Olave. Mm-hmm. Write that down on things that didn't make sense in 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not keeping him. I don't know how I feel about Sam Howell. I don't know how I feel about John Dotson. Yeah. That's, it's not, I'm not, what? For our buddy Nick Fortune, Sam Howell's uh, collector card is skyrocketing on eBay and stuff. Oh so people must expect <laughs> big things. Matt Collins, I don't think we have to talk about him. He would be one of the irrelevant players. I'd just be scratching off the list chris godwin is interesting he's valued at 13 dollars. he finished 20th last year there he's projected to finish 25th he has a very easy schedule but they have baker mayfield and <laughs> um but there's been a lot of talk about trask yep, um Kyle trask florida yeah anyway how much did he cost you he cost me 16 dollars I'm not paying above his value. Yeah. Not with that team, not with that division and the the Bucks outlook there. Right. 
Mm-mm. It's unfortunate because God, Godwin and Evans are both talented wide receivers, but it's hard to spend much on them because of that quarterback situation. And that offense in general, I think they're going to be the worst team in the league. There you have it. You think they're going to be the worst team in the league? Write that one down. All right. That's your call. DeAndre Hopkins, he is currently, I don't know if the trade affects this or not, but he's currently valued at $10. He is projected right now to finish 35th. I drafted him for $9, and this is when I'm just going to do it. I'm keeping him for $9 to see what happens this year. I think Hopkins under $10 is, I mean, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about these tight ends, Justin. Let's talk about your tight ends. I have Evan Ingram and Mark Andrews. I know. Yeah. And I know I said I want Kelsey. Mm -hmm. I want him, I want him, I want him. And I know his contract expires. But I'm looking at this team and the value of my keepers right now that I'm getting, like, it's leaving me with a huge budget. And I have Mark Andrews, who did finish fourth last season, but he's projected to finish second this season. Yeah. He's valued at $27. I drafted him for 32 Ooh. I know. <laughs> Just for the record, Travis Kelsey's expiring contract was $35. I know. <laughs> but I've also am looking at all the tight ends right. out there. The only two tight ends that come back because of contracts. Yeah. Or not you necessarily because sure, of contracts or yeah. because of keeper. And I looked at what people got tight ends for in the top. There's some, I'm not going to name this Lee. I'm not going to name names, but there are some people who should probably keep their tight ends. Is, am I one of them? I am not naming names, but the contracts that come back yeah. are Hawkinson and Kelsey, Okay, which are, they're good. Yeah. Those are good tight ends. So I just have a situation and I'm not a hundred percent sure what to do about it. And I don't want to be crazy. <laughs> but I might be crazy because I don't want to miss out right, right. on Hawkinson, Andrews, or Kelsey. Right. And I already have one of them. Right. So you're thinking might as well keep them. I have Evan Engram, who I only spent $3 for. He's valued at 18 and he's projected to finish within the top 10 for tight ends. Right. I could have two top 10 tight ends, which would off balance the league for tight ends, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I won't. I have Ertz McBride and Jelani Woods, so unless need, I draft one. Yeah, I see, need See, you need end. Mark Andrews to go back to the draft. I will trade you Jelani Woods for Evan Ingram. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's, uh-uh. that's my situation right now. All right, well. I was going to mention my kicker, but he's a free agent, so I'm not. If I had a kicker at a dollar who was relevant, I would keep him at a dollar so I don't have to get in a kicker bidding war. I've done it before. I've done it, And in it, an yeah. unlimited keeper league, it's worth doing to save me the pain and agony when somebody bids $2 against me for a kicker. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, my defense might, I'm not going to talk about this league for me because my defense might be the only person I keep. Mm-hmm. What about the league that you called out? Yeah. The league I called out, which or that you chose to discuss. Yeah. So I have Josh Allen contracted for this year. He, it expires after this year, but I got, I also have Austin Eckler contracted, J.K. Dobbins, and Joe Mixon. What do you have? Do you have him contracted above value? I can tell you. J.K. Dobbins six dollars. He's he's valued at twenty nine right now. Austin Eckler at forty. He's valued at sixty. Joe That's Mixon, a good one. Joe Mixon at forty three. He's mm, 
That's he's valued at twenty seven. I'm not going to tell you what to do, Justin, but he's valued at twenty seven. <laughs> so my keeper options at running back. I have Saquon Barkley for oh, thirty. Those are contracts. Those are contracts. Sorry, can you cut yeah. that? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So those are my running backs that are contracted. Dobbins, Eckler, Mixon. Now, I could contract these guys. I got Barkley at 30, which we said he was, what, 54? Yeah. I have Miles Sanders at a dollar. Well, that's a no-brainer, Justin. He's valued at 30, or 23. And I have Brian Robinson at a dollar. He's valued at three. Yeah. So how many keepers can you keep in this league? Five. So that could be three of them right there. There's always there's always so much more you have to think about when you're limited on keepers. Yeah, agreed, yeah. Not many leagues I well, I guess I don't know. I've just this is the my first league I've been in where, where it's, it's unlimited. unlimited. My yeah. only league I'm in where it's unlimited. So wide receivers, I have Darnell Mooney contracted at eight dollars. Ouch. I know. He's valued at a dollar. <sighs> It'll go up. Um <laughs> Brandon Cooks at fifteen, not gonna keep him. He's on the Cowboys now, not doing He's it. He's valued at a dollar. Christian Kirk, though, $2. He's valued at nine. There could be some good value there. Yeah. Boyd at three and Slayton at three. I'm not going to keep either of them, probably. No, Boyd is valued at a dollar. Michael Thomas at seven. This one's interesting because if Michael Thomas can stay healthy and have Derek Carr throwing to him, he could be good. What's he valued at? A dollar. Dollar. Oof. And then I have Evan Ingram at $3. Which I'll likely be keeping. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> so I, I could keep Barkley, Sanders, Robinson, and Ingram. And do Kirk. you know those are probably mine? And go, do I know what? Sorry, go ahead. What other tight ends are contracted in that league? I haven't looked yet, but with those ten players, that would be one hundred fifty-one dollars in my budget. So I would not have a lot of room to play with. You want to know what tight ends are contracted? Mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard is contracted. Looks like that's the only tight end that's contracted right now under current contract. Now others could be contracted because they were all drafted. Mm-hmm. So that'll be tricky because you won't know. No, but you can see what they were drafted at, right? Yeah. Was Kelsey drafted above or under value? $26. This will give away this league, but oh, by your god dang uncle. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is valued at $56. He has zero keepers. That's right something now. else. I know that. Okay. So, in the league we were just talking about, Kelsey's contract is expiring, and the person had him contracted for $35. That's a freaking steal, Justin. Yeah. 26 so, is more of a steal. Yeah, it is. But I'm saying, like, with me <laughs> thinking about Andrews, I just have to see what that adds up to. Yeah. And where I'll be. Needing to, because I'd be letting go the second tight end, Mm -hmm. the number two. But will he make your list of number two? That's what I'm anxious to find out. This will be interesting because this is going to be the first time that we've built our list and we'll be stacking them against each other. For the record, I went through who I would keep and everything, but I haven't made my own rankings yet. This is just like at a glance, like this is, you know, looking at what's out there, how people did, relevancy. But then I have to go my step further. Like I'm not going to submit keepers until much closer to the season. Oh, yeah. I I, like spend so much time. All right, Miranda. I think we gave a good rundown of keepers, but 
here's what I want. If you guys or gals are debating your keepers, message us. We'll answer it in the mailroom. Shoot us a DM and uh, we'll be glad to discuss and give you yes. our opinions. On I'd it. love some questions, some more questions. Yeah, we have some questions. We do. Today. Do you want to get to them now or do you want to talk a little whiskey? Let's talk a little whiskey and we'll finish out with the mailroom. All righty. I, I don't have an audition. I apologize. I will get that. I know. Go on. You have to have a finalized mailroom song. Whether I, I expect great things from you, I don't expect you to use what somebody else has already created out there. I expect you to take what's out there. Conversations and create have been had for something like that in discussion. Okay, so, well, good. Like we said to commemorate our year, we are drinking Jefferson's. This is the very small batch. Miranda, tell us some about Jefferson's. Yes. So, like you just said, we're drinking Jefferson's very small batch. And this one in particular is a blend of up to four hand-selected whiskeys. They start out with a base of Jefferson's, like their base Jefferson's bourbon, which I'm not 100% sure what that means. I'm assuming they have their own bourbon. But one thing about Jefferson's is they actually go out and they hand select barrels of bourbon from established distilleries that have already like perfected their whiskey over hundreds of years. Which I didn't know. Yeah, And then they do their own old fashioned experimenting, like mixing and combining and blending the bourbons until they get the right balance and taste that we know as Jefferson's mm-hmm. from blending these different whiskeys so this very small batch is their base bourbon and then three hand selected bourbons that they mix together now jefferson's as we have talked about before is known for their aged at sea where Mm -hmm. it goes on the boats their normal does not correct this hasn't been on the boat or anything an aged at sea like that comes from like so it's a very me, different process. Yes. Yeah, now, okay. let me give you some background on Jefferson's just a little bit. There, um, There's a lot on their website that you can go and look at. They actually have a documentary because last year they celebrated 25 years of Jefferson's bourbon. So you can go and watch um, their documentary. You can find it on their site. I'm not sure if you can find it elsewhere. But it's um, jeffersonsbourbon.com is their website. And the documentary is called The Miles. And it's right on their website, and you can watch it. And this was started by Thomas Jefferson, correct? (laughs) Get out of here, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Their founder, Trey Zoller, founded Jefferson's back in 1987. And his father, Chet, is a famed bourbon historian. And they are actually like continuing a family whiskey tradition that goes back to Trey's eighth-generation grandmother, who, fun fact was arrested in 1799 for the production and sales of spirituous liquors. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> but he is like really big on experimenting with bourbon and whiskey. One of his biggest like experiments I think is the aged at sea because when you're aging whiskey, it's sitting stagnant in warehouses. And we know that those warehouses are open to the elements, so the environment, the temperature changes around them impact how the whiskey is aging in the barrels. But the barrels are sitting still, 
And that's why like your barrels in the middle of the warehouse or on the back right corner of the warehouse are going to have such different flavors because they're exposed to different weathers and temperatures. Yeah, different elements. And so he's taking the bourbon, which it's already bourbon because aging doesn't have anything to do with it being a bourbon. Right. So he's taking it at sea where it's sloshed around continuously on those where normal whiskey and it's not, it's not moved around. It's set since the entire four, 10, 12 years, however long it's aging, but these go on a voyage and then the different temperatures, like, cause you can look up the logs, yeah. the ship logs, and they can go into very cold temperatures into the Caribbean and it's moving the whole time. So it just really changes it. I also have to imagine, picture this, you're smack dab in the middle of Iowa like us. You step outside and you take this big breath in. How different is that when you are, say, in Florida, standing on the beach and take this big breath that you get salty air when you breathe that in, right? Mm -hmm. I have to believe that salty air probably does something to the Well, they're supposed to be sealed. No, I understand that, but I th- I still think the salt because I've had Jeffersons and maybe it's just a mm-hmm. like a power of suggestion thing knowing oh this has been at the ocean, but I feel like I can almost taste the salty air. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go on, I I can't. I'm gonna but... take another drink. <laughs> yeah, take another drink. <laughs> but um, one thing I did not know when we did the Ocean's Age at Sea review back a year ago. Um, or even when we did the rye, I we didn't dig into the history as much. I don't know why. But um, well, we were less experienced. We're more experienced now. When we had our rye, that was just this winter, <laughs> <laughs> just like six months ago. Oh, sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> Jefferson's partners with Osearch, which like ocean, like O C Urch. <laughs> just <laughs> or O C E Arch. I don't know. <laughs> no, Osearch, which. Um, they're a globally recognized nonprofit that's dedicated to the study and tracking of keystone marine species like great white sharks, tiger sharks, and they send ships all over the world in an effort to like monitor the health of those. Oh, that's cool. And, like the health of our oceans by studying its apex predators. Hmm. Yeah, they partnered back in 2012. That is the O-Search. They are the ships that take the bourbon barrels that's cool mm -hmm. enough about oceans hsc because we're not really reviewing that i was just giving some history oceans very small batch yeah so the very small batch so what do you smell on the nose justin my my, i'm a little stuffy so i'm not getting a ton (sighs) caramel caramel Mm -hmm. i definitely smell caramel all right let's do the palette it's sweeter Mm -hmm. got a little sweetness it's caramely and it's smooth and a finish of oak and it just warmed my whole body. <laughs> Warming, no heat. A finish of oak is what I get. Do you? Just a nice oak finish. I know that's fairly common with bourbons, yeah. but I just took my second sip. I have to take yeah. a third for the full effect. Right. But yeah, that was all. That was oak. Yeah, it's interesting because, and this is good. Don't get me wrong, but um, I've talked about just recently, like you know, you take a smooth whiskey like this or a smooth whiskey like a Blanton's and it's like, we've tried so many that I'm almost re like, I'm almost desiring more complex. Mm-hmm. This isn't a super yeah. complex. It's very good. Don't get me wrong. It's just, you're not going to have a t- ton of different flavors. It's 
it's got that sweetness and then mm-hmm. oak finish is kind of what you get. It from made it. a good old fashioned. We yeah. didn't even talk about my old fashioned tonight. Mine could have been a little stronger, but. Okay. Well, I thought this was a good, like. <laughs> I just wanted to see what you'd say. Okay. Well, I didn't really change my my ratios, Justin. Ratio. Ratios. <laughs> I like saying ratios. <laughs> I, I was just doing the Twitter thing. The ratio that people comment. What, do you, what are your thoughts? Obviously not as good as Voyage 23. I don't think it stands out in the old fashioned. That's, I think, why I said mine could be stronger. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stand out in it. Because I just took a drink after yes, it yeah. neat. Uh, but it makes a good old-fashioned. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's a good mixer. Your whiskey just I doesn't... wouldn't mix my Ocean's Age at sea. This is a good mixing job. The, like, yeah. It makes a good old-fashioned. It's a smooth, easy-drinking old-fashioned. Yeah, if you want to put Jefferson's in your mixer, do the very small batch, not mm-hmm. the Ocean's Aged. I agree with that. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's good. Yeah. It I'm curious to know like what bourbons they selected, like what distilleries contributed to the bourbons. I was wondering that as well. Yeah. And how they go about that and how they decide what part what, like all that would be very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a very affordable bottle, especially compared to the Ocean's Age. We got a deal on this. We, we did get a deal, but it's still, it's like a $30 range, 30 to 35. Mm-hmm. We got it. We happened to get it for twenty. Actually, my parents picked it up for us because they found it for twenty. So thank you, mom and dad, for that. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. But um, yeah, that was a heck of a deal. Twenty bucks all day. I would buy this. Yes. Would you buy it over your Evan Williams? Nope. Okay. <laughs> You're like, no. I knew where you were going, but no, I. It's a very underrated whiskey. For sure. So you would pick Evan Williams Bottle and Bond over Jefferson's Very Small Batch? Now, here's the deal. We should put this to a test. You should have both of them, and I don't know which is which, and I will tell you which one I like better. We've already done that. I already did a blind review of that with you. No, I'm saying you pour a little bit of uh, Small Batch in here. You pour a little bit you, of Elvin Williams Bottle and Bond. You don't get bottom. what I'm saying. What? You can pick out which one is Evan Williams Bottle and Bond. You can pick that whiskey out. Maybe, yeah. So that you're like, oh, well, I know this is, so I'm going to say this is better. I guess. We'll see. I think we should do it anyways. Write it down for I a test. I think you should give me the blind test. I could do that, yeah. Because I'm not partial right. to that. And I've this is my first, my okay, on the record, second time. I don't remember my first <laughs> time trying this. What, did you have too much to start <laughs> <No>. or something? <laughs> <laughs> Back then, I didn't appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Um, no, this is very good though. It's it's good. Mm-hmm. It's not complex, but it's a good whiskey. This is one like if you have a friend that you're, they're like, ah, I don't know if I like whiskey. I would give them this because it's got that sweetness. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice warming, but not heat. There's no burn or heat to it, and it's got a nice oaky finish. Like this is just a. It's just what you think of when you just think whiskey. You know. Yeah. When you think bourbon. Yeah, when you think bourbon, you think this. I mean, yeah. yeah. Not whiskey. When I think bourbon. Yeah. It's a good starter for a friend that doesn't know if they like bourbon, in my opinion. I'd agree. Should we talk a mailroom? We should. Let's get to these mailroom questions. All right. I'm going to ask you here. We have a trade question from Shane Porter on Facebook. Thank you, Shane. Side one gets Cooper Cup. Josh Jacobs, his backup, Zamir White. Rookie Jordan Addison. And 2026 third round draft pick. Side two gets Damian Harris, who is on the Bills now. Mm -hmm. Wide receiver T. Higgins. Bills running back James Cook. 
Jackson Smith and Jigba and the 2025 third round. To me, this is obvious. What do you think? Side one. I agree. You have Cooper Cup, who I think a lot of people forget how good he is. Mm-hmm. You got we Josh just talked Jacobs. about Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I think Jordan Addison is going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. I think JSN is going to be good, but I think Addison is going to be a stud on that pass-happy Vikings offense. Mm-hmm. And then I, the picks, I mean, a 2026 and a 2025, I'm not worried about those. I, I, they're kind of like, okay, yeah. Yeah. And the other side gets Bill's running back rooms, which... The Bills' running backs are not that predominant. They're not because the Bills is a pass-heavy offense. Or Josh Allen's vulture and touchdowns and yards. Yeah. T. Higgins is the wide receiver two on the Bengals. Now, I like T. Higgins. Don't get me wrong. But if you weigh that against... Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Plus, I'm getting the Raiders running backs over the Bills. Mm-hmm. I'll take uh, Cup and the Raiders all day. And then JSN, like I said, I think he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to have the impact Jordan Addison has because the Seahawks still are a pretty run-heavy team. Mm-hmm. So we're in agreement there. Yeah, I Side mean, one wins by a lot. Yes, right? I think so. With Cup and Jacobs and at the the potential from Addison and yeah. then just having that handcuff just in case. Like, yep. I don't know. I, I think side one. I agree. That's a great thing about this. If Jacobs ends up sitting out, Zamir White's the guy. But if Jacobs plays, and the Raiders he's the have guy. to run, I'm just right. gonna say the Raiders they they need to run. Yeah, but I think they are Cook, red run team. James Cook and Damon Harris are gonna find themselves more in a split. Neither one of them are going to be the guy necessarily, Mm-mm. in my opinion. All right, let's move on to the next one. Jake Paquin. The designer of our amazing logo, by the way. Shout out to Jake. This is a Dynasty Superflex trade question. Would you have Kittle and Lazard trading to the Rodgers owner, by the way, for Firemuth and a 2024 late first rounder? So you're going to give Kittle and Lazard to Rod- to the person who owns Rodgers and get Firemuth? And a 2024 late first rounder. Are you on crack? <laughs> So you would rather keep Kittle and Lazard? Fryermouth? He was like the ninth tight end last year. Ninth? Did we? Did you? He? Do, okay. The point <laughs> difference. <laughs> calm down. The point difference. Sorry, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be so offensive. You're not on crack. <laughs> well, what if Jake already made this trade? Now he's gonna think he was on crack. <laughs> See if we ever get any good logos from him again. <laughs> Listeners are going to be afraid to submit questions. <laughs> this is a great question. I'm happy to answer. <laughs> However, she strongly feels about one side more than the other, if you could not tell. Kittle? You're giving up Kittle for Fryermuth? Well, who's throwing to Kittle? Brock Maybe he Purdy. takes a Brockard Birdie. Maybe. Or Trey Lancer and Sam Darnold. No, Sam, no. Sam Darnold, no. All right, here's... Brock Purdy is the future of the Niners. I agree, but is he the future? This This is is a dynasty. dynasty. Right. Kittle's getting a little older. Kittle is still relevant. Yeah. He's still I'm just trying to play a little devil's advocate because I completely agree the Kittle side wins here. Okay. (laughs) But... Um, no, and Lazard giving Lazard giving him the package deal there. Yeah, to the Rodgers owner giving him that stack. The stack. Yeah, you're giving him a much better tight end 
and stacking them up, just you're all you're getting out of this, you're getting the draft pick, the draft pick, because the difference between a top five tight end and an bottom of the 10 is vast in points. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not Firemuth is what every other person who didn't get Kittle, Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and Hawkinson. Yeah. You're getting the average point like you know what I mean? Right. I agree. And I also I worry, you know, the You're giving up Kittle. This, and Lazard might be relevant. Yeah, and the Steelers did draft Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia, who's a beast. I think he's gonna be more of a run blocker, but he could take some of those red zone tight end targets away from Friarmouth. So, um, I hope if this trade went through, Jake, I hope you got Kittle and Lazard because that would be awesome, and I'd be stoked for you. <laughs> and if not, she thinks you're on crack. <laughs> Unless I guess I don't know the rest of your team. Maybe you have Kelsey, and you didn't need Kittle, Kittle, Kettle, Kittle, Kettle, whatever. Kettlebells, Kettlebells. <laughs> Kittle and or bits. maybe you had Hawkinson and you didn't need Kittle as well. Or maybe <laughs> you had <laughs> you didn't have them. <laughs> you didn't have them. Or maybe he's getting the top. We don't know. We don't no, know. No, I said I hope he's yeah. getting the top one. You'd or give, maybe you would give away your twenty twenty four late first to get Kittle and Lazard. <sighs> now switch it that way. Say you have Fryermuth in that first round pick. Are you giving up that first round to get Kittle and Lazard? The late? Hmm. Now, what I worry about is he said Kittle and Lazard to the Rogers owner, not Kittle and Lazard. I'm the Rogers owner. So manager, not owner. Sorry, manager. But we'll see. I, I don't know what side he's on. OK, let me let me do this for perspective because I've been so harsh on this tree. <laughs> Would I give up? Firemouth and the late first. I don't care about Firemouth right now. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. It's not giving up Fryermuth. It's getting. Would I give up oh. Kittle to get Fryermuth? Would I give up a top tight end and my late, my my first pick? Yes, it's late, but it doesn't matter. And my first pick. Yeah. For Lazard. And keep in mind, Dynasty. No. So there are only three rounds. Sorry, no, I'm not giving. I am very confusing myself. I am giving up Fryermuth. Would I give up Fryermuth in a late 2024? Kittle has been relevant for so long. He does have some injury concerns. He has some quarterback concerns. I think quarterback concerns will resolve themselves. I think on the Jets, Lazard is equal to a late second rounder. Maybe early third rounder, we'll say. I think second rounder would be yes. So, here, I want to break it down this way. Yeah. Would you trade Lazard away to get Pat Firemuth, a top 10 tight end, for a 20-something to 30-something wide receiver? Probably more closer to 30-something. You're, you're trying to say yes, I can tell, because I no, think No, just give I me would. one second. Give me one second, okay? Okay. Okay. I'm just going to put it in this perspective. If I already have Kittle... No, I'm giving up Kittle. I'm giving up Kittle and Lazard. Lazard put up 145 points last season in half PPR. 145. Fryermuth put up one, 116. Like I'm, that's 30 points mm-hmm. difference. So if you break it down that way, I guess Lazard is Kid, just in another perspective. Was. Kittle put up 170 uh-huh. to Fryermuth's 116. So 60 point drop, basically. Yeah. 
and fifty four giving up, you know, like a they both put up so many more points than Fryermuth will put put up. I do think Lazard does not perform as well because there's more weapons for Rogers to throw to. Garrett but Wilson. Lazard and Rogers have the chemistry. True, true. I think the Kittle side is the and when the I'm winner. considering trades, yeah, you're giving up a pick, but it's not this like it's next year's pick. Yeah. You need to do it for something, or you're getting next year's pick. You're getting next year's. Sorry, I keep thinking you're giving it up. You're getting Firemouth and next year's pick. Yes. We are just saying this way too many times. I. You're getting <laughs> confused. I'm fine. I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's all the whiskey. <laughs> so I have to think that you, for some reason, thought giving up your top tight end and a decent wide receiver. For your the future of your league, like that, this is like just a, a future league move, and you must have big plans for your t- getting two first rounders, having two first rounders next season. Yeah, so in dynasty, I guess if you're in a rebuild, I would like to get a little bit more for Kittle, but I could see like, oh, I'm gonna have Pat Fryermuth, who's a young guy on the mm-hmm. Steelers, probably gonna stay relevant, and I get another first rounder. I understand that if you're in a rebuild. If you're not in a rebuild, I, I I agree with you. I was trying to play devil's advocate here and find a way to justify both sides, but I agree with you. If you're not in a rebuild, Kittle side wins. Yeah. But again, like if you're scratching it, but again, Kittle is, I've said it before, top four, possibly five if you think about, like I consider Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill in these rankings. Nobody believes in Taysom Hill. Nobody does. But Taysom Hill in these current 2023 rankings, he's down at 20th. That's why we are ahead of the curve here. It's a hot take. (laughs) Kyle Pitts is projected fifth. I know. Everybody's got some Pitts passion (laughs) until he can learn to run block. It doesn't matter. I disagree with these tight end rankings. We're going to be making our own. Taysom Hill might be your number one. We'll see. He's not going to be my number one. <laughs> well, do you have anything else to add? No, but um, I don't know. that. I just I think I need to understand if if you really did go through with the trade. If you're giving up Kittle, you want to understand. I want to understand why you're giving up Kittle. Yeah. Like, to me, having Kittle and Lazard, are you really in a rebuild? Like, is the rest of your team? What's the rest of your team if you're giving them up? Yeah. Because I would feel like you'd have to be in a rebuild and you're giving up before the season started. Well, and in these dynasty leagues, it happens that Mm -hmm. way. People say like, well, I'm not doing anything this year. So I get it. Maybe it's because he's thinking, well, Kittle, the quarterback situation, like Kittle's not going to fit. Kittle is, he's been strong. Look at how messed up the quarterbacks have been for the 49ers. Yeah. And Kittle is relevant. Well, he's relevant when Jimmy G was there now. Jimmy G didn't, when has Jimmy G played an entire season? Good point. Good point. When his Kittle played an entire season last year, I think. But um, before that, injury, injuries. Mm-hmm. We hope he does well, though. Do you have anything else to add? Nope. All right. We got more stuff coming out. We got more info to watch for. Follow us on Twitter at Old Fashioned FB. Follow us on Facebook, Old Fashioned Football Podcast. And follow us on Insta. Yes. Murph at came through. Old Fashioned Football Podcast. Follow, follow us on Insta. We're going to be doing a giveaway there, too. Um, stay tuned, keep track of all of it, set your subscribes, lots of stuff coming out for you. Miranda, how's your old fashioned over there? Well, it's gone. Going once, going twice. Sold.
old-fashioned football.